Revelation chapter 10, verse 1 it says, And I saw a mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head, and his face was it was as it was the sun, and his feet as pillars of the fire. We don't have time to just go into each and every one of these, but this is what was happening in Mount Sunset in 1963, when Brother Branham was led to go to a, to a particular mountain. It, it, it somehow, it somehow God even called that sound, that particular mountain, Mount Sunset. And he had in his hand a little book, just like we have this little book open. You know, it's, it's, and, um, right, I'll talk about it in a minute. And he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot upon the land. And he cried with a loud voice as when a lion roared. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. Now, before I even talk about that, I want to talk about the little book. This little book that we're holding is it's, it's a book which has all the names of the people that God was going to redeem on the earth. It was a book which Brother Branham says was a book of redemption. It's a book which oftentimes is called the land, the, 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 the book of life. Now the book of life has got two portions. It's got the book of life, which means that every living thing or every living human being's name is in it. And then there's another portion of that same book, which is called the Lamb's book of life. Such that we have the Bible. Sometimes we have, if you open the Bible, we've got the Old Testament, which talks about the history of what the Lord Jesus Christ, God was doing when he was in the office of being a father. Then we have the New Testament, which brings in another portion of God when he came down to be with us as an individual in the body of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then the continuation of that if the New Testament goes into the God when he comes back on Pentecost and goes into the body of believers. And that becomes the continuation of the New Testament. So we have the, 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 the book of life which every from Adam up to the last person was supposed to be there. And then we have the Lamb's book of life which are people that are written in the Lamb's book of life through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when God was thinking all oh, his plan was saying, if I'm going to die for the family of Makumbe, I have to take and write their name with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And why the blood? Because they are going to accept my sacrifice on Calvary and repent and come back to the Lord Jesus Christ of their sins and ask forgiveness through the blood. So when I'm writing their names, I write them with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So people that are written in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ are precious before the Lord. Because that blood is not an easy blood. It's not a blood like mine, which I can just, it comes out. It was the blood, the literal blood of God himself. And, the, and why it was even much more precious is that the sacrifice unto which he died on Calvary was one of the cruelest and the hardest of all sacrifices that has ever been done on a human being. No man has ever died like the Lord Jesus Christ. Although they did crucifixions and they made other crucifixions, there was none such kind of a death like the death of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because why each man was dying was because they might have sinned and all men that have sinned would need to die. But when our Lord Jesus Christ was dying, he had not sinned. 
He had not done anything. There was no sin in him. He was innocent. There was nothing that he could point finger on him and say, ah, this one is going to do this. He had not done anything. He was spotless. He was clean. He was God. Even when he was in flesh, he never did anything contrary to the word of God. Me and you, and all of you and humanity have all come short of the glory. We all have done something wrong before the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no exception. There's no exception from Adam and Eve up to the end. All men, even the holiest of people, even the greatest pope there is, even the greatest preacher there is, even the greatest pastor there is, even the greatest human being there is, every man has done something that if they did not repent of it, they were going to go to hell. But because of the repentance, God forgives and forgets all this, and these men become holy. Even by the brother, he also had to do something that was wrong and, for, and, and ask forgiveness and repent and then come to the Lord. And these people are written with blood in the last section of the book of life. But there is another book of life which is not the last book of life, where all humanity are. But in this book of life, where all humanity life are, people can be taken out of it. If people blaspheme the Holy Ghost, if people do things contrary to, to what God has done, these people can be taken out of the book of life. Like Judas. He was even not there in the beginning. He was not even in the book of life, but he came across amongst them. But when he should have really get the opportunity to get also in the left book of life, he did not want and he sold our Lord Jesus Christ. And because of that, his name was not in the book of life. And the Bible records that in the last days, just before uh, the rapture goes along, there shall be a people whose names are not written in the book of life. Not before the foundation of the world. So there, there is another section of whether this is the book of life and the next book of life. There is another section of people that are not even in the book of life Neither are they written in the last book of life, neither do they exist in the book of life. But they are human beings, they just as you and I. They speak like we are. They are here. Jude also speaks of them, that they are hypocrites. You know, they do things that they, that they manifest to what they are like. They are just as people, they are just as, as individuals as you and I. But how does it all happen that all these people are there? And actually, the Bible says, many are the children of unrighteousness than the children of God. So, if we were to count in number those that are not written in the book of life or in the last book of life, there are actually many. There are thousands and millions of them. Millions, millions, and millions. But, among these millions, there are some people written in the book of life. And those written in the book of life sometimes are just going to give the grace to enter in the kingdom of God just because they gave a glass of water to somebody who is in the last book of life. They might have just done that good deed of just passing by a house and saying, oh, can you give me a, 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 a glass of water? And they gave him a glass of water and the brother or sister who is given that glass of water is believed. And because of that, God is going to say, I will remember them. So the good things that you do unto mankind, 
we don't know. But through generations and through what has happened within God's vineyard, these people have intermingled one with the other. Until now, we don't know really who is in not written in the book of life, who is in the book of life, and who is in the left book of life. Those three sections, we don't know who it is, who is this one, who is this one. But we can identify by the characteristics of their actions in their life. Because it says your life speaks more louder to God than what you say. So the characteristics of the life of what people live by and the things that they do bring fruits. The word says, by their fruits you shall know them. And their fruits are showing forth whether either they are in the left book of life, which means that the new believer, written by the blood of Jesus Christ, who when they do anything wrong, even the slightest of things wrong, they quickly run to the cross and ask forgiveness. And once they are forgiven, the blood forgives it. And then there are some people whom that because they are just good people, God is just going to take them by grace. You know, but we don't know. So now we are speaking about our subject of planting the vine and where to plant it. It means that we've got a particular vine. A vine that we are speaking is like an orchard. It's like a, 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 a place where you are trying to bring certain fruits within your ground, within your plantation, within what you, you, you do. And coming back to, to why I was saying that the, the greatest event that has ever happened on earth happened in Mount Sunset is in Revelation chapter 5 it says I'm just dropping this. I was already going into my subject planning the right, but I remember that I have to drop this. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the back side, sealed with seven seals. Hallelujah. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to use the seals thereof? And no man in heaven, hallelujah, no man in earth, neither under the earth, those who might have died forever, or was, was able to open the book with neither look thereon. And this book that this is happening, which John is seeing, is seeing it at the time after the Lord Jesus Christ, because John was able to see the visions of why he was in the island of Patmos. He's seeing that book which we are talking about, which has got the left book of life and the book of life. Hallelujah. And but there are some people that are not even there. But when he's seeing this book, he knows that this book is the one that contains eternity for human beings. That's one the one that contains that Akio can live forever and ever and ever more. You 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 have everlasting life and not die. That's the book that contains that you and me are going to be redeemed. We are even if we die, there will be a continuation of our lives. And not only you and me, but all men upon the earth. So when John saw that there was no man who was able to open this book. He wept. I would have. And I'm sure you would have. If I was going to know, even right now, I'm weeping. I'm weeping to realize that there are some people that are on this earth, that are on, on the earth, that do not realize that they are in the left book of life. 
And if they do not come to a realization that they are in the next book of life, they will die and never have eternity. But they are there. Hallelujah. So what happened today? Good things is, and when John was weeping, Hallelujah. And I went much because no man was able to find where to open the read the book. Is a book there? And one, do you, are you recording? Okay, thank you. And one of the elders who said that we weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. Hallelujah. Which means that when John was weeping and crying out, when I am weeping and crying out, when you are weeping and desiring that someone of your friend or someone that you know is going to die without salvation, die without eternity, then there was found an angel that says, no, 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 do not weep. Your tears, do not let them be wet. There's somebody who is able to do this. Hallelujah. There's somebody who is able to open this book. There's somebody who is able to, to redeem these people that you so much desire that they would come and have fellowship among you. That you so much desire that they should have eternal life. That they should have their own salvation. They say, no, no, do not weep. And says, behold, and no, in the midst of the throne, one of the four beasts in the midst of the elders to the lamb, as it had been slain. So the lamb was the lamb that had been introduced by John the Baptist. Says, behold, the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And that lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world was none other than the Lord Jesus Christ who came upon the earth and he did not have any sin. He did not have anything that he could do wrong. Hallelujah. So because he was the lamb of God that had no sin, that had no innocence, he was the only rightful person to, to, to sacrifice himself up and by his own sacrifice and his own blood, he could redeem men. He could redeem me, he could redeem you. Hallelujah. So because of that, when John is seeing him, he is seeing him as a past tense, as it had been slain. Then he saw seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth under the earth. And we can talk about that. And he came and took, later on, and he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. So it was none other than God himself. That took the book of whom of one person that was sitting on the throne. Hallelujah. And as we have spoken earlier on in Revelation chapter 10, that mighty angel that came down and put his hand foot on the on the on the on the right foot on the sea and right foot on the earth and cried with a loud voice as when the lion voice and seven other daughters was none other than the same person that had taken. The book of him that uh, that is on the throne. So the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world, who was Jesus Christ, who then fulfilled that that slain before the foundation of the world by coming down in flesh and dying for our sins on Calvary, he is the same one that now is crying out, and seven thunders are uttering their voices. And when those seven thunders will utter their voices, John picking now, Hallelujah. John now realizes, oh, my name is there, hallelujah. Akion then realizes, oh, oh, I can be saved, hallelujah. Me then realizes, oh, something is happening here, hallelujah. Oh, 
when John was seeing that, he said, no, this is too good. Let me quickly take this down. And when you are about to, he said, no, 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 no. Don't write. Don't write, don't write. It was not, not at the time. Seal up those things with the seven thunders that you read them not. At that time when John was about to write them, he said, write them not. Hallelujah. And then verse 7 says, but in the days, glory be God. In the days, not day, days, like there are so many days, hallelujah, of the seventh angel, hallelujah. And that seventh angel was none other than our prophet William Marion Branham. In his day, when he shall come upon the earth, all the mysteries, hallelujah, all that has been written of God, spoken of the prophets, hallelujah, was going to be released out so that the people which John is not supposed to be writing, those people that can now receive. So what John was supposed to write, seven angel is now going to reveal it. Hallelujah. So that is why when the seven seals were opened on that great day in Mount Sunset, it was one of the greatest events that has ever happened upon the face of the earth. Because all the redemption was now being known. Imagine if that would not have happened. Even the people that had died before, even Daniel, would have loved to have been seen his name now being built out. Because he saw it at one moment and said, no, 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 Daniel, it's not your time. It's not your time. There's people that are believing in the end that are going to receive this. Even the disciples of Jesus Christ Matthew, Mark, and Peter, and John, they went out and they did many miracles. They came and they rejoiced. Oh, hallelujah, the devils have come out. This has done, the sick have been healed. Cancer dropped. Somebody didn't have a leap, it just grew. And there was all these mighty miracles. And they were rejoicing. They said, Praise God, hallelujah. And then the Lord said, Rejoice not that you are able to do this, but rejoice that your names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Which means the revelation of the Word of God. Of the word now coming to pass and seeing yourself that you've got eternal life is greater and more powerful than just the miraculous signs and the wonders. Although they are good, although we love them, although they, they vindicate that the supernatural is there, but in knowing that your life is eternity is far greater, hallelujah, than just the miracles and the signs. The miracles in the sense linked us to know those things. Hallelujah. Like the disciples, despite having done that, they still had to go to Pentecost. They still had to go to a baptism of the Holy Ghost. When they received the Holy Ghost, then they knew that their names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. That's not my subject. I don't know why I dropped this, but along the way, I went into my subject. When I was talking about the sections of the book. Um, maybe that was meant what was, we were supposed to listen today, but I just felt like uh, we should continue on this little subject on uh, planting the vine and where we plant it. And now you know we've spoken about what the vine is and how important the vine was to the children of Israel and how that vine where it was in Israel in their day, because 
We are not people who have gone to seminaries and preachers who have gone to school to be able, able to understand all those uh, things that theologians and do this, which is sometimes even wrong. And we'll speak about it in a few minutes. Uh, but we can only take what was happening in time and shadows of the Old Testament and we see what is the reality of those types of shadows in the New Testament. So in the Old Testament, the children of Israel, when they were planting their vine, they would plant their vine in Isaiah like we spoke of last time. They would, they would plant their vine on a hill. And on that particular hill, when they are planting their vine, they will plant it in such a way that actually, they are, are going to realize later on as I was studying about the word of God, that they used to use the fig tree. The fig tree was that particular vine, naturally speaking, which Israel used to plant. And that fig tree has got figs. And those figs have got fruits that come upon them. But among that tree, they would take, they would plant grapes or a particular lineage of grapes, because there were different types of grapes that they are. And then the grapes, as they were growing, as they were growing, those those uh, winding that grape among the branches and then it will grow and then later on that those those those, those grapes will fill up the tree hallelujah and it will be there but we have come to realize by the message that brother Barnum preached on that in these plantations sometimes there is certain particular seed that would crop in that was not genuine and that particular seed that was cropped in that was not genuine would become a wild vine because of that vineyard that you are planting you could have a wild vine and that vine would be poisonous so that if you eat it you would die now you and I maybe you were born here in UK you do not know but in Zimbabwe when I was growing up as a young boy, like in blessings and them, I was told that I'm not going to preach. I'm trying to, to relax and come down and talk to you and not be a person in preach. But if I preach, God knows. There was a particular people when they were going into the field to take mushrooms. There was particular mushrooms that if you were to eat of those mushrooms, within 48 to 72 hours you would die. Because these particular mushrooms were poisonous. They're still there. Once in, in Zimbabwe, when I was doing my, in my work in the laboratory in, in the medical field, my very own person that I was working with, today in the evening, in the, in, 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 in the, in the, in the afternoon, we were together. We were just doing the normal work, and she just went to the TM, bought mushrooms, went home, cooked those mushrooms, and, and the following day, she was back in the hospital in ICU. And before that day it ended, person gone. Why? Because they ate poisonous mushrooms. If it had been here in the UK, they might have kept the conversation and paid money in the family. But they just tried it and lost their loved one. Why? Because they ate poisonous mushrooms. And this is what the Bible is saying, that among the vines, there is a particular vine that is poisonous. And we speak, and, and the Bible speaks about it among the prophets. When Elijah, hallelujah, 
Or was it Elijah? Elijah. It is. It, it, it is. When Elijah came among the sons, the, 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 a group of prophets that were there, there were people that were actually religious because they were called prophets. And they went into the field and while in the field and they were trying to find what to eat and so forth, they, they picked up this particular vine, which is poisonous. And they went into, into the meal that they were, they were cooking and they put they putting that particular vine like you know what you do when you are cooking that you want to add a bit of salad, you want to add a bit of spice, you want to add a bit of this and then they put that poisonous and lo and behold one of them realized by grace that all is dead in the pot and that was a poisonous vine very poisonous but praise God Elijah the prophet of God was dead and he went and took a new offering. He went and he took, which we have spoken of when we were ready, and we might speak it on another day. He went and took a portion which was grinded up to a particular fine powder, and that particular fine powder was a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because that new offering was a type of the bread of life. And Elijah, look at the name of the person who is doing it. Elijah. And look at the person who's, who we have in the last day. In our day, we have a person with the spirit and the power of light in William Marion Brennan. So, this particular natural Elijah took that meal offering the bread of life, threw it into the pot of, of, of death, which is the wine divine. And that particular pot became life. And then said, Oh, go, go eat it. And they didn't die. Why? Because death was taken out. Death and life cannot draw together. So even in our last day, our, our Elijah, this one who has got the spirit and the power of Elijah, who is our prophet, William Branham, when they took the book of life, when they took the, the bread of life, which is Jesus Christ, and they thrown it into the pot, and it has brought life, and it's saying unto you and I, you can eat. Because there's no more death. But the context of why I brought that subject is because there was a wild divine. And the prophet spoke several messages. He spoke on planting the vine and where to plant it, which we've got our inspiration from. Then he spoke on the message, um, the true vine and the false vines. And then he spoke on the message, the true and false vines. The one he spoke on in 1956 was the true and the false vine. These things are good for you to know in different pieces of paper to write because when you go back to listen to these messages, you will hear what we are saying and you will hear and understand it much better than I could ever done. I'm not what I Branham, but because when Brother Branham is speaking, God is speaking to him. But I'm echoing what Brother Branham says. So in the message, the true and the, and the false vine, and in the message, the true and false vine, but Abraham reads this particular scripture, which we have read. Hallelujah. And he reads it. I'm just going to read it so that we come back to our context. He reads verse 4, says, That which the power worm has left, as the locust eaten. That which the locust has left, as the canker we eaten. That which the canker worm has left, as the caterpillar eaten. Hallelujah. And then Brother Branham even says later that these particular animals is just one and the same, 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 same insect. Now, 
when we were doing our O-level, we used to study this mosquito, which causes malaria, because in Zimbabwe, in Africa, that mosquito has killed so many people. That mosquito is an insect, just like, just like the butterfly is an insect, just like all the other insects that go in the field. But it has got four stages. And these four stages are just similar to this one. And this is a locust. A locust is almost like a grasshopper. But there are certain grasshoppers that, that, that destroy the field. When, they, when farmers plant their, their plantations and they hear that there's been a wave of grasshoppers that have gone into the field, they will destroy the harvest. And this is a particular one which God is showing through the mouth of Joel the prophet that there is this particular insect, Pamaway, and it, it, it can transform itself to be a locust, it can transform itself to be a candlewick, it can transform itself to be a caterpillar. But same, same, same insect. Hallelujah. And then, hallelujah, we hear that. In Joel, let's just go there before we we talk about uh, what this what is going on here. In Joel, brother Akio, where he says, "I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten." Now he's saying the years because we didn't read part of the the, the, the chapters here because in that chapter there's the verses where this this happened in the years. It was it took years for that destruction. The year that the locust has eaten the caterpillar, the caterpillar and the palmer and then it says at the end, my great army. So it was God who let this particular insect come into the vine and destroy the vine of Israel. Because if this happened, if this was happening, this was the vine that God had planted in Israel. And remember our subject is planting the vine. And this vine we've spoken with that when God wanted to plant a vine, he plucked out his chosen people Israel from Egypt and put them in a particular land of Canaan, which was that rightful place in the beginning. And this Israel, which had been taken out from Egypt and now was now in, 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 in Canaan, was God's vineyard. It was God's own, just like he's taking the church of the living God from out of the world and he's planting that church of the living God in the promises of God, in the promises of the Bible, in the Holy Ghost. God is taking people like you and I and trying to believe, to call them to have faith and believe that whatever God has said in the Bible to be true, it will ever be true and will never be a lie. Then let, let all men's words be a lie, but my word be the truth. So all the promises of God here are real and true and I live it and can depend upon them. But people who are supposed in the church called out to be in the living promises also went through the phase of this destruction. And that phase of that particular animal was the phase when the church started going to be that planting the vine is way to plant it. Remember that's our subject. Planting the vine and way to plant it. Now when you plant it, we have realized that it was planted in the Lord Jesus Christ. And it was planted on the day of Pentecost when men were said, repent you therefore and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall receive the gift of the Holy
Ghost. And the promise is not unto you and your children, but to as many as the Lord God shall call. So the planting of the vine is to whomsoever the Lord is bringing the baptism by an experience of the Holy Ghost and the people. So each person is becoming a vineyard. Each church which has got the baptism of the Holy Ghost is a vineyard. And what we are here in Watford, we are trying to project and what we are doing, we are planting a vineyard. We are here because we desire to be in one accord, in one spirit, and we believe that our Lord Jesus Christ is here. And we pray and believe that in any one moment, anybody can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost because we are planting a vineyard. We are calling upon the people to come over and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost because we are planting a vineyard. We are not calling them to be just like us. We want them to receive Jesus Christ. So the vineyard is here. But as we are here and planting the vineyard, we have to take note that anti-type of what has happened in the past. And we have to take note, seriously consider it. Because it has happened before, and God is now warning us that this is what happened. And it happened in the children of Israel. It happened again in the church of the living God. That was started by Israel. It went through the seven church ages. And now in the last day, like I was saying, the greatest thing that has ever happened is when this message was revealed on Mount Sunset. Instead of letting that church go through the same process of what has happened in Israel, instead of letting that church go through the same process of what has happened in, um, in the church ages, God is now revealing to the bride and to the believer by the opening of the seven seals that this is what happened. So now, when you are believing this message, Taking note of what has happened in the past so that it does not repeat itself among a few. So here we are. We are planting a church in Watford. Here we are. We are giving a message to the people. We believe in the Holy Ghost. We believe in the baptism and the people coming to Christ. We believe in salvation. And we want people, you and I, to be the vineyard of God as a church. Although we can also speak of it as an individual, hallelujah. Because as an individual are you called. But each individual as they are called, they support one another. And as a group, they become a team. And as a team, they have the same cause. Just like if I was to take, for example, just to just debate for a little while, if I were to take, for example, Manchester United, because I know some of you listen or try to think about football. Or whatever team it is, or a work at work. Each one has got their own position. One is going to do this. Or even a family. A father is going to do this, a mother is going to do this, a son is going to do this, a daughter is going to do this. And all of you, if you don't realize that it is a family, or it is a football team, or it is a work team environment, and that you've got the same purpose and the same goal of trying to achieve the same thing. Hallelujah. You've got the same purpose and the same goal as uh, like at, at school as a school team to win the league. You've got to be together. Each one, the goalkeeper has got to make sure there are no goals coming in. The striker has got to make sure that the goals are going in. The defender has got to make sure that he's defending well. If it is a mother, the mother has got to make sure that she's doing a duty. The father is doing a duty, the son is doing a duty. 
Why? Because you've got the same purpose, the same goal. If it is a church, the preacher is going to be prepared that he's got a sermon to preach. The people are going to be prepared that they've got to come preach, prayed up to here. And you've got to all have the same purpose that we are all trying to bring people into the Lord Jesus Christ, not to you. Because if you bring your own person that you testify, that person's soul is written on your and on your on, on your crown, you have that reward. So anyway, coming back to what I was trying to say, this vineyard which we are planting here, we have already seen how what happened in Israel of those insects, and the Branham is warning us of what happened to the churches, ages. And Brother Branham is speaking these two messages, the true and the false findings. He also goes first to preach two other messages. One of them is called the Pamawan Locus Caterpillar. Tagawan and Caterpillar. He takes the, 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 the animal's particular insect stages and he builds it as a subject and he preaches on that subject. And this is some of where we are receiving what I'm talking about. It's called the Palma Wayne Locust, preached in 1953. Now imagine, Brother Brennan is preaching these messages in the 1950s, 1953, 1956, and 1959, even before that great event has occurred in, in Mount Sunset in 1963. But the scripture says, but in the days, not in one day, in the days of the voice of the seventh angel. So when Brother Brennan came upon the earth, while he was living his day since his birth, and even the mistakes he made, and even he started preaching before it was recorded, and then his recorded, the message that was started to be recorded in 47, even up to 65, everything that is happening around him has got a particular purpose of being the days of the seventh angel. And in his particular days, he is revealing those mysteries that have been hidden before the foundation of the world. That is why I always believe that if I don't have any preacher to listen to, I shouldn't really be listening to him, I will go back and listen to the sermons of Brother William Mary Brennan. Because in those sermons, in one particular stage or time, you will speak of a particular secret. And when you preach that particular secret, and it becomes known to you, it becomes a mystic revealed truth. And when it becomes a mystic revealed truth, something that you didn't really aware of, it becomes a thunder. Because the seven thunders are actually mystic revealed truth. And that is the thing that is building up and giving us faith. Anyway, coming back to this particular message, Brother Branham then preached another message called the restoration of the bride tree. And that message, Brother Branham now took off the glass. When a, when a boxer is fighting, sometimes he fights with gloves. So that the person who is receiving the punches, they're not hard enough, you know, it's it got some soft wool. So you give somebody a punch with gloves on, it's just like bouncing back. But when you take off the punch, the, 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 the gloves, you put knuckles. If you hit somebody with a knuckle, it's, the knockout, it's a knockout. So, so Brennan now is got knuckles when he's preaching the restoration of the bright tree. He's not, he's not, he's no more, he's no more, he's no more playing games now. He's no more saying that, ah, let's, let's soften it up now. He's now telling you, ah, 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 ah,
It has happened before. And here we are not more talking, we are no more playing now. We are now waiting for a knockout. We want to hit the devil and have him kicked down. And he now knows that he's, he now knows, he now is, when he's pushing the installation of the, of the bank team, it is after the seven seals has been installed. Now he knows, oh, that is why he's been preaching all those messages. Now he's really, he's really focused on letting the bride, you and I, know exactly what our names are. Then he says, in, the, in those messages, what is that? Kankawan. No, Palmawan. What is that Palmawan that started to eat off the, the bread? And then the Palmawan ate off the fruits of the tree. In that great subject we're talking of in Israel, which Joel was seeing, he was not seeing in the message Palmawan, the true and false man said, Joel was not talking of his day. He was actually talking of the hour, day, year, today, what is happening in the end. He is saying, and this is what I'm trying to prove, he was talking of 2019, not only 2963. And this is why I'm trying to bring this subject to you. That what Joel is talking about here is currently happening now. And what Joel was speaking of is what we are trying to do here. And what Joel is speaking about is exactly what we want the, the God to, to, to protect us with. Hallelujah. So what Joel says that when Bible says that in that palmer world, when it ate of the tree of that vineyard, which we are saying we are planting the vine and where to plant it, it ate of the fruits. You know, on a tree when you've grown your oranges or your apples and it's lovely and it's got green leaves and everything and it's springtime and you have a particular insect that comes and puts itself on the particular fruit, just like a worm. And then that fruit becomes to be eaten down. And that fruit becomes rotten. That is what the palmer woman was doing. It was destroying the fruit of the God's vineyard, of God's tree, of God's church. And that is what we do not want to be destroyed among us yet. And that fruit, Brother Branham says, that fruit was the fruit of joy. In one moment it says, fruits as in plural. And when we're preaching the message, planting the vine, Brother Branham says those fruits are the fruits of the Spirit, which we find in Galatians chapter 5. The fruit of love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness. Hallelujah. Let's read them so that you could join, enjoy them. Because we want you to realize that this is the things that we want in our midst. But the devil can try to remove those things away from us just because of a palmer wind that comes and tries to remove these things. And Brother Branham will show you what this palmer wind is like and what what it does and why we are really talking about this because uh, we are planning here. We are not really playing around and trying to be uh, known or anything. We've got an aim, we've got a cause, there's a reason for us to be in Watford. And we are not playing here, we are not joking. We are really want to bring this message across so that we are aware of where we are. Hallelujah. Glory be God. Let me quickly go to, to Galatians. If somebody can find it while I'm going to some of these things they would not have planned them, so you just you just drops when you are just here. Yeah. In Galatians chapter 5. Verse 22, I think. Is everybody found it? The, yeah. Right, let's 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 read. God bless you, blessing for it. For blessing and being too good today. You're writing down notes. Make sure you, you go through those notes. 
But the fruit of the spirit is love. And when I spoke last time, I said the first fruit is love. Hallelujah. And this fruit are similar to the nine spiritual gifts. And yet among the nine spiritual gifts, the greatest of the gift is love. Hallelujah. And, and joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. These are fruit which a believer has got to have. Joy, peace, long-suffering, meaning that you are suffering alone with somebody that is not right. You suffer alone. For it might be a long time, but you have long-suffering. Hallelujah. And gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. So if a believer is for such things, there is no law because by having this kind of fruit, we are already fulfilling the law. You will not be in a position to be against the law when these fruits are manifesting in yourself. But remember, for these fruits to be manifesting, you have got to have the true vine, which is God living in you. And, hallelujah, we find that this is what a church also has got to have in their midst. If each one of us would have this food, then as a group, as a fellowship here in Watford, we should have people who are going to come along would see a peculiar people who love one another, we are full of joy, full of peace, full of love, long suffering. Hallelujah. And that is what we are planning. But that power when came. I was thinking, I'm just going to slow down for a little bit. We'll get to a subject. Doesn't matter if you don't finish now, but we'll get to a subject. Because sometimes when you speak too fast, it goes over the people's head. If you slow it down, people start thinking about what you said before. So I was thinking in that time how the preaching of the cross is like, is like the cross is like this. Or maybe it's like this. Course is like this. So, if a course is like this, when you preach it from this end, from you who are looking at there, you move from right to left. When you're moving from right to left, you are starting your messages from Genesis and you are ending your messages in Revelation. The horizontal part of the cross. It's just me, just this is me thinking. Sometimes you, you have those thinking when you are just doing, you are driving and you just get such thinking about certain things because your mind is always thinking about what the Lord is saying. So you're like, ah, this is the Genesis to Revelation. And then this one, which is vertical, is the praise and the worship and the hallelujah, the glory and the amen is going up. Hallelujah, I'm going to preach this one on another subject. And then what comes down from glory is the blessing, the love, the joy, the peace. The long suffering, the gentleness. So, if you have the message of revelation that comes from Genesis, way back before the foundation of the world, comes through Genesis, where it all became, goes through the, the middle of the Bible, goes to the revelation, goes to the backside of the Bible, which is the seven thunders, all across the horizontal line, which none other than our prophet William Aaron Branham brought along, and the people praising God, saying, Hallelujah, Amen, going like this. You are bound to get glory be to God, the blessings of God, the fruits of God. This is just me thinking. Anyway, coming back to our subject. It's another subject. I just wanted to talk about The second animal that we had of 
which ate this, was the locust. And Brother Branham says, the locust. It's going to be a very simple subject. It's not going to be long, because I want you to get it so I'm really slowing down. The locust ate the leaves of that particular tree. So this is the tree in Israel. Hallelujah. And what was happening in that particular tree in Israel is what is happening in the church ages, is what the Abraham is trying to warn us here at the end, is what we are trying to bring among us you. I keep repeating that so that you get to see that it is about us. And those leaves, where the Abraham says, is fellowship. That's what Brother Branham says in the message, Pama on Locust, in the message, restoration. He says that those animals, what the Pama one didn't do, he only ate the fruits, but he could not eat the leaves. But what we left in those leaves was the fellowship. Like we say here, we are an independent, open fellowship. We are trying to bring that fellowship back among us, the children of God. But this insect destroyed the leaves. Hallelujah. And if you've ever given taken time to see what locusts do on the leaves, they eat off the leaves, yes. And if you don't, if they are a farmer and you don't quickly spray your field or anything with insecticides and everything else, your leaves do, that vineyard will be destroyed within a few minutes. In America, then, when they know that the, 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 even in one of the plagues, the Bible says there will be locusts in the, in, in, the end, in the end time, plagues that are going upon the earth. When the bread is gone, some of them will be local. Within a few moments, your field which you have been planted is all gone. All the leaves are eaten up. And you are a farmer, you are trying to plant a vineyard. And these little locusts just come. That's what I was saying you, they are particular grasshoppers. When they just come, within no certain time, your vineyards, all the leaves are just wiped away. What is that being wiped away? Fellowship. Fellowship. Two fellows in a ship, you and Christ. Coming to church, forget not to gather much more so when you see the day of the Lord appearing. Fellowship, do not, do not just stay at home saying that you are a believer and say, Come to church, listen to the word of God. Do not just come here and fellowship with others. You also have got other fellowship, which this fellowship can fellowship with other people. Hallelujah. We've got people, other churches, other people that you can fellowship with along with. Hallelujah. Feel free and open fellowship. Hallelujah. But in this particular open, open fellowship, which you can fellowship with one another, this is what the bride tree is. is the, the restoration of the bride tree is that the message of the hour is going to bring back the correct and the true and the genuine fellowship. Our fellowship here will be a speckled bed fellowship. Hallelujah. This is because when you come and you will gather and you are fellowshiping one another, the leaves of that particular vineyard are being restored. And you know what? If ever, if ever, we don't have hot sun here, but some of you have been to Africa. When it's too hot, and it's so hot, and then you just say, ah, it's hot, let me go and sit under the tree. And if you go and sit under a tree, which is all dry, and it's got branches, there are no fruits there, the leaves have withered away like it is a wintery season and you try to have some shade today, are you going to get the comfort? There will be no shade because the leaves have been taken away. And this is what happens when you sometimes go to these particular churches and there's no joy, there's no love, there's no peace, 
there's no long suffering, there's no meekness, there's nothing amongst them, the fruits have all gone, and then people do not really want to visit one another, people don't talk to one another, this one says this against the other, this one says this against the other, and then there's no fellowship between one, on, between one of them, they don't forgive one another, they keep grudges against one another, there's no fellowship. And because there's no fellowship, there's no shade. And this bread, the bread of Jesus Christ is trying to restore back fellowship. And it's not only fellowship in the church, but fellowship with other churches. Now some people believe, some people, even this message of the hour, do not have the correct revelation of it. And I'm surprised some of them are great men of God. Great men of God, that only thing that a church can only function on, on its own. If it is a church up in 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 in, in, in Manchester or, or New York, I'm not saying it's Manchester, I'm just giving examples. In New York or or Zimbabwe or or, or, or Scotland or wherever or Iceland or North Pole or South Pole, it can survive on its own. It doesn't need other churches. We are we are independent, we are sovereign, we are on our own, we don't fellowship with one another. Yeah, we can we have to correct what the truth. Yeah, if you want the truth, we are here. Like I said, Matthew chapter 24, verse 23 says, Oh, they say that we've got it, we've got it. It says, believe it not. Even in the message of the hour, hallelujah. Sorry, I've mentioned this, but it's true, it's genuine, it's happening. We have to have fellowship between our own fellow sisters. Fellow sister and fellowship. We have to have fellowship. If I was to take an example, we spoken word fellowship with the LCA, with Reggie, with Halifax, with Nottingham, with the Luton, with the with anybody that believes in the same faith that we have. The reason why people are suspicious and they do not want to fellowship one another, they think that what that person is preaching is contrary to what they are preaching. That is why they don't want to fellowship with one another. They believe that ah, that person is preaching something else than what I'm preaching. So if I go there, I might be spoiled. That's why they do not want to fellowship with one another. And it's true, if you were to look at it amongst the denominational churches, the Baptists do not fellowship with the Methodists, the Methodists do not fellowship with the Pentecostals. Why? Because they all are taken from a particular vine which is different one with the other. So how can they fellowship? But in the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, we draw from the same vine. And what the locust didn't do, what the canker will do, the canker will the way the canker will himself is the the terrible name. Is that the canker will went and started eating the back, the branches, where that lifeline was. The pack, you know, if ever, if ever, um, sometimes this country doesn't give us time to explore the woods and what happens in the woods. If you're going to the woods, you'll find that if you've got a knife and there's a tree, you cut off the pearl, the on, on the on the pack there, you find that there's a white thing under the, under the skin of a tree. So this pack, which is, which is there, is protecting the inside of the tree, which is wet. Which is what the, 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 the fluid. And remember, the vine, the true vine, and that fluid is coming from, from underneath there. It's, it's going up. Hallelujah. So that back is protecting it. So the back, this, this cattle, they eat the back. If you were to see it on a picture, it's like a little animal that is that perfect. 
and before long it's come, it's come from the from from the from the animals. So what the, the farmers do in order for those things to go, they cut off part of the back here and put uh, because it's cut off its wet now, then they cover it with a plastic because it will get dry and the water will dry. So they keep the moisture there. So when they get to that which is cut off, they cannot jump from there to there. So they, they just remain there or they go into that cut off piece and then they have this all this kangaroo. Because if it was to go up there, the tree will be dead. Because it's a it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cancerous thing. Cancerous meaning that it can it can just go crack within no time. And that tree is dead. And this is what was happening. In 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 in, in Joel when you are seeing that tree of Israel, hallelujah, and then it's also happening with the church dispensation of the church ages, and then it's and then but Abraham by the grace of God opening of the seven seals and the gate. Now I see why I had to start off with the little book. This was not planned. God just showed it to me now. When the opening of the seven seals and by Abraham is just opening those seven seals, he's trying to warn us that. There is, a, there, 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 is a, there is a power oil that eats the fruit. There is a locust that takes away the fellowship. And there is a, a, a cacaway that eats on the pack. And the pack is the doctrine. And Brother Branham, by warning us, is bringing back the correct doctrine. He's bringing back the meal offering and placing it in the dead spot. And he's bringing us back that if you have the correct doctrine, the doctrine which was held by the Pentecostal fathers, by Peter and John when they received Jesus Christ. Because for this course, as we believe in the message of our, when our faith is returned back to the apostolic days. So if we go back to the faith and the doctrine of the apostolic days, all this cacawind will not survive. So here we are planting the vine in one food. We have to have to go back to what was believed in the apostolic days. The correct doctrine, Godhead, is one of them. Hallelujah! It might seem like these things I'm speaking about is deep. Don't think it's deep. Don't have ever a feeling that the message is deep. The message is simple, very simple. It says even a fool can walk with him. If a fool, somebody that is raising with the right mind, is able to receive the message of the hour and walk therein. What more of you in that? So don't be don't be bewitched by the devil. Trying to think that hey, these things are deep here, I can understand it here. It's the devil. Just tell that devil, get away. Because I can feel that some people are thinking that this is it's not deep. This is a very simple thing, basic things. I'm just showing it to you from a little example. Uh, and if you if you if if you if you realize now that the palmer will eat the fruit. The locusts eat the leaves, which is fellowships. The first we talk with them in the Bible. The fellowship is getting together one another. The doctrine is what we believe to be the correct doctrine. Now a doctrine, let me put this across. A doctrine is when you have a scripture backing up another scripture, backing up another scripture. When it runs parallel from Genesis to Revelation. When you can see that this is the two or three witnesses of scripture and it contains a principle which is true of God. And you all here would agree upon those principles of scripture bringing out a particular truth. Then we say we all have a particular doctrine. Now the preacher can have, is allowed to preach any 
If I was Jehovah's Witness here and I was saying, well, I'm going to preach Jehovah's Witness with doctrine, I'm, I could die out you. But that's a false doctrine. But if I have to preach the correct doctrine and we have to all believe it, it has to go through parallel scriptures so that even blessings in Akel, Bula, Aeon, Mam, or whoever will come among us, this banyard will be compelled because this is our doctrine. This is our pact. This is what protects the lifeline, which is in our will be compelled to believe the same thing. Like here, we believe in water baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by immersion once completely in water. Why? Because we believe that that is a sign of what God did when he was baptized. And that is a sign of the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that is the promise of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And because we believe it so completely, wholeheartedly, without from the top of our heads to the bottom of our feet, we are compelling everyone that if they want to be in the vineyard, they're going to be baptized in the same way as the apostles were baptized. It's a doctrine. It's not that, ah, may I think otherwise. Ah, may I don't think, I can still be with you, but I have this fellow who will tell you, no, 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 you don't believe our doctrine. That's not doctrine. Doctrine protects the lifeline. We believe in that we've got one God. One particular God. We don't believe that there are two, three, or four, or how many others. And we believe that in that particular one God, he lived in an office of the fatherhood in the Jehovah when he was in Israel. He came down and lived in a body, human being of the Lord Jesus Christ. Same God in that person, and the same God went back and went to the cross of put his body there, sent for the Holy Ghost, and now the Holy Ghost is in us. He's not around us. He is in us. And if you have you want to believe the word of God, you have to believe that the Holy Ghost is in you. If you have that faith and believe that the Holy Ghost is in you, then you have the confidence to know that God is with you. The same God that was in the fatherhood, that could not be one man's man. The same God that was dwelling in flesh in the body of Jesus Christ is now inside you. And when he's inside you, it gives you the same attributes of what God was in the fatherhood, the same attributes that what God was in the principle of the flesh, and the same attributes is in you. So you should not even doubt that whatever God did, glory to God, you are able to do it. Because it's the same person, same God. All the works that I do shall be do also. Not some, all. Some want to rob us of the blessings of God by saying, ah, this, 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 is only, this is only for particular individuals. No, 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 no. He says, all the works of God, the fullness of God, all glory be to God. There was a message I wanted to bring on on the fullness of the wine grace. On that message, you said that everything that God is, a person can do if you go to baptism in the Holy Ghost. And I believe it completely. I'm, I'm not surprised if any one of us does it, or any me, or me, or you, or anyone else. Then that you will see somebody with that, I praise God for it. I don't try to unchristianize their life. Try to tell them, man, it's not for you, it's not for you. But don't do that. If God, someone else is doing it, I praise God. Hallelujah. Because why? Because I can see the fruit maturing. Hallelujah. Anyway, this particular vineyard, the counterweight, was taking the doctrine. Hallelujah. But God says, I will restore unto you the years. Hallelujah. That the counterweight were eaten. The caterpillar, the locust, hallelujah, and the palmer worm, hallelujah. Why was it there going to be restoration? Because that tree of Israel that was planted was a genuine tree of God. It was the tree of life. It was 
I knew definitely of what branch I was. I knew that I was a branch fellowshipping at Eastleigh. But I was also at leaves that I can fellowship with my brother here and there. My wife knows it when we were in Lukai. We used to have in our houses brothers from Mary Park, brothers from Belvedere, brothers from Eastleigh, all coming under our hand roof. And why should that stop? Just because you've got what for and you can't fellowship with them. Even if you don't want enough to go there. They might, might not be, they might, they might not be comfortable with me being there. But I'll be praising God, hallelujah, and jumping and praising God and saying, preach on preacher, because I'm a believer of the true vine spoken of by Malachi 4. If you have that revelation, I have that revelation, and I'll fellowship with God. If you check me out, you're checking out part of God. It means there's something wrong with you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. That's what's fresh. I love that. Anyway, let's go back. Some things that I just said, I don't have, I don't have plans. Anyway, that's fine. That God is restoring back is because he wants a bright tree, which is correct doctrine, correct fellowship, correct fruits. I'll show you. What I've just spoken to you right now, it's coming back again. I don't know why it's coming back. I'll show you that if you don't have fellowship with your sister churches, you end up dead. Just as a believer, you end up dead if you can't fellowship with one another. If you can't fellowship with your brother and your sister, and you think that your brother and sister has got this, this, and that, you end up dead. That's why I, I, I don't want to be dead, so I fellowship with everyone. And I also know where I am. I also know my, my doctrine. I know what I believe in the word of God. I know my what I believe in the message of the hour. And I know that thy brother believes the same thing as I believe. And therefore that my brother, I don't call him a, a particular uh, exhortational name as if he is somebody else. But Abraham says, even though he was a prophet, they that love me call me brother. I don't call him a particular exhortation name as if it's a hierarchy of, 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 of somebody else. No, 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 no. I'm not after men, I'm after a brotherhood. Fellowshiping among his brothers, bringing the bright sheep back to another. Bringing that Watford can fellowship with Reading. Reading can fellowship with Spoken Word. Spoken Word can fellowship with LCA, with Only Believe, with God's John Tabernacle down there in, in South London. Hallelujah. With Addison Bible believers in Coydon. We can fellowship all together without any, any, anything in willingness. Free! We are interdenominational, we are an open fellowship. Hallelujah, glory be to God. And then when that great tree is restored, correct doctrine, correct fellowship, correct fruits, that vine, the true vine, that went down in the dark ages and made the tree not damaged. It came through Luther, justification. Wisdom, sanctification, Pentecost, restoration of the gifts of God, back into sin. If you were to notice it, that justification was bringing out a particular truth, bringing back the back. That method, this sanctification, was bringing out a particular life, a worthiness of God. That fellowship of the gifts, hallelujah, was bringing out in the branch, hallelujah, the life and the gifts of operating in the church. But the gifts, like the fruits, are, are not enough. 
there's a particular word seed that is what goes back into. Like our brother said here that the, the or did I say to our brother, the brother said that you can only know that it is an orange when you eat the orange. I said that the, the, the eating of the fruit is the knowing the fruit thereof. Or it is an apple when you eat the apple. Or, the, or a mango when you eat the mango. But each one when you eat it up, it has got a seed inside. That's what the brother said. That, that fruit has got a seed inside. Those gifts should go back to the seed. The seed word of God. Hallelujah. I'm going to end with this quotation. Thanks to me. So we end up back to the seed. The original seed. The spoken word seed. Hallelujah. A brother sent me this. A ministering brother sent it to me and it just kind of it put me last for today. Because I was wondering whether I could message or not. And this is a spoken word, this is a quotation from God keeps his words. Brother Branham says on paragraph 55, and that's the way it is with the promise. People today, as for instance, it is an example, divine healing. That's the promise that he's talking about here, that Brother Branham. It's getting to a place till they got so much deliverance. So I pray to God. So here he's saying that. People are always saying, divine healing, divine healing, divine healing, divine healing, divine healing. People are saying, just can't pray for deliverance, can't pray for deliverance, can't pray for deliverance, can't pray for deliverance. People are always saying, ah, we've got the gifts, we've got the gifts, with all the gifts. This is Brother Branham in 1957. He's trying to bring out a context. And then he says, this, it's getting to a place to the God so much deliverance. Till Brother Branham says, I pray to God to deliver us from deliverance. Deliver us from deliverance. So when you get people that say, oh, gifts, oh, gifts, oh, gifts of speaking tongues, gifts of speaking interpretation, gifts of prophecy, gifts of discernment, uh, uh, gifts of uh, uh, faith, gifts of that, and every time it's gifts, 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 it becomes, it comes to a place when you need those people to be delivered from the gifts. Because the ultimate is not the gifts. And I believe in gifts completely, all of them. But that's not my ultimate. <laughs> Everything you got is a divine or a sensation or a smell, a feeling, a flutter. Brother, get away from it. Come back to the weight. Stay on God's weight. That's it. Those gifts should all come into the seed, the weight, in the way of God. Hallelujah. The preaching of the cross, like I said, brings from Genesis to Revelation and bring the exhortation up to the Lord Jesus Christ for the blessings to fall down. May we stand up. Glory be to God. He's also bringing the sins. Same spirit. And when they're telling you that it's, 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 it's the fruit eating of fruit first, the fellowship second, then the doctrine is the same thing that happened. They started off with sayings. They were just saying, ah, is this true? Is this not? Ah, can I question this? Questioning God's words. And all of a sudden, they begin to say, put on deeds and the deeds and ah, how high should my, should my, my high youth be? Should it be this high, this high, this high, this high? These are expressions, sayings. Then later on, started treating on the high youth. And then later on, became a doctrine. Why? Because they now believe in where you know, the high youth. 
Well, it became a question. Uh, should I paint my fingers or not? Uh, I can put a colorless. I can put a colorless. They won't notice it. You know, you know the saying. You know, and then one of two, one of people, one or two put a a a, a, a color in here. And then, oh, you put a coloring. You put a coloring. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Ah, okay. But uh, I, let me just put off a shade. And then everybody's got a shade. And without knowing, all their fingernails are like Jezebels. Line of, 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 of shade here, yeah, of shade here. Yeah. I'm talking of the sisters for now. I, I can put a, a shade here, yeah, shade here, yeah, you know. I, I want to say powder, you know. It's not one notice, it's not, but it's a shade, and then all of a sudden, you know, that shade becomes a particular shade and becomes real green, and then you put all the calories to them. You are almost like a Jezebel. And the woman is the type of the church. So it starts off with sayings. Eating the food, then deeds of the fellowships, then it becomes a doctrine. We have to be careful here what of what we say, what we do, and what we believe. We'll stay and stick with what Malachi 4 said. Oh, I believe God. I believe God.